This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Mm-hmm. That's me. I hate to start the show on a somber note, but it's kind of a big deal. Um, right before I hopped on, Anaya Blanchard, the stepdaughter of Walt Harris. Um, you know, if you've been following MMA, you know that she was kidnapped or abducted. Some kind of foul play back in October. She's been missing for a month. They've arrested several, at least three people. um, And then they found some remains, which they believe to be hers. Um, And then I was hoping for the best. Obviously hoping they got it wrong. Um, But they came out today and said that the remains are, in fact, uh, Anaya Blanchard. And I can't even imagine going through that, being a father myself and and losing... uh, um, your daughter losing, you know, any children, but, uh, it's just so unimaginable to me. It, it, it freaks me out every day. I mean, you know, she was in a convenience store buying snacks and from all accounts, uh, was just a a girl, uh, a pretty girl trying to have, you know, having snacks and maybe going about her business. And some people decided to take upon some pieces of shit, decided to take upon itself to uh, ruin that and take her life at 19 years old it's it's devastating it, it it breaks me up inside i i was gonna do this at the end of the show but i think it's the most important thing more than what the fuck i'm gonna talk about um and uh it just it rips me out it rips my heart out you know i know you know there's justice for all i'm not i'm not a big like death penalty kind of guy um i mean i i kind i believe in it i guess in a way i'm not against it but uh you know, and this might be inhumane and this is obviously never going to happen, but I'm so filled with anger right now. And, um, and I don't know Walt Harris. I don't know his daughter, just the circumstance, you know, I put myself in everyone's shoes and and just, it's unimaginable. Um, you know, they're saying justice for Anaya. And, uh, to me right now, my, my mind frame, the only justice is, the, to, the Walt Harris should be able to get locked in a room with each one of them and do whatever he wants to them, kill him, do torture him, whatever. I think if you take someone's daughter's life, <clears throat> you should be able to take their life. You know what I mean? For senseless, for nothing, because she was a pretty girl at the wrong time. You know what I mean? 19 years old, life over, because some idiot, some pieces of shit decide, decide that. You know what I mean? Some, I don't know. I'm all mixed up with emotion right now. Um, That's what I was going to do at the end of the show because I don't want to be start off with buzzkills. But listen, Anaya Blanchard, you know, rest in peace. I'm really bad with death. Don't know what to say ever. But, uh, you know, my heart's heavy with the Walt Harris family and uh, and the Anaya Blanchard family. I know it's just, it's it's, it's unbelievable. It's unimaginable. So, Anaya, um, hopefully there's... You're resting in PC again. I don't know what to say. I don't, you know, because I'm, I'm not like overly religious, so I can't say this thing. I can't say that thing. You know, I just, hopefully she's at peace, obviously. Rest in peace. That's, I think that's a good sentiment. But, um, man, it fires me up. It gets me so fuck. I mean, it's sick to my stomach. It really does. I mean, this is just such a, I mean, for no reason, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and stop because I'm going to say a bunch of shit that probably is wrong. But uh, I just wanted to open a show and <clears throat> pay my respects to uh, to the Blanchard family and, and Walt Harris's family, and it's just it's unimaginable. As being a father myself, I can't even begin to begin to imagine that it it, it, it kills me. When my baby was a baby, you know, she's two and a half now, when she was probably six, seven months old, we're at Old Navy, and some guy, you know. No offense to the guy, but he didn't look like the cleanest, healthiest guy. It was kind of cold outside, and, and he kind of wandered in the old navy. I feel like to kind of get warm, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm wife's ringing out, <clears throat> buying some stuff, and he came over and oh, that's a cute baby. Hey, thanks, man, I appreciate it. And then he then he did the old reaching. You know, she's in her crib. I mean, excuse me, she's in her stroller. He stuck his filthy fucking hand in there and tried to like touch her, and I fucking grabbed that dude's wrist. Not very hard, but I grabbed his wrist and was like, "What? No, don't touch her." And he got very offended and uh, kind of walked away and was saying stuff under his breath. But it's like I don't, I don't know you. You look, you look homeless, bro. Like, sorry, you're not touching my fucking six month old daughter. Fuck out of here, you know. So 
very protective that way. I'm very protective her in all ways. But um, so again, I wanted to start the show with that. And yeah, so happy Thanksgiving. Sorry to bum you guys out. Um, I'm sick again. The wife got us all sick. That fucking wife of mine. So she had a uh, sinus infection, they said, which I think they misdiagnosed her because I believe you can't get sinus infections aren't infectious. Maybe they are. I don't know. But the little one's sick. She's coughing. I got a stuffy nose. Started yesterday morning. I felt like a little weird yesterday morning. Took some allergy medicine, sinus medicine, whatever. I was like, I'll be fine. And then woke up today feeling like shit. Busy day at work. Every day we get like, we're off tomorrow, obviously, for Thanksgiving. Um, Every day they give you a day off. The day before the day off, they always kind of fuck you with stuff. So battling that and uh, wasn't going to hop on. I was just going to let this week ride. But I need to get on to kind of talk about some things. There's a lot of things happening in MMA. Obviously, there wasn't a there hasn't been an MMA in two weeks. There wasn't one last weekend. There's not one this weekend. So not a lot to talk about there. I typically don't talk about fight announcements, but we're going to get into all that. Obviously, I run my mouth. I talk about personal shit all the time. We'll get into it. We'll just get into everything, right? There's no plan for the show. Again, wasn't going to hop on. A little congested. I don't want to be like, I don't want to get on like, I'm sick again. And these guys, you guys are like, this guy's always fucking sick. But um, I got a little, little in my throat. If you hear that, if you hear that in the audio, I apologize. Um, I'm trying to, every time I try to do that, I'm trying. I got water with me, so I'm, I'm getting away from the mic. But um, I keep saying um a lot. Damn it. That's like the one podcasting one-on-one. Don't say, um, well, fuck you podcasting one-on-one. That's what I'm going to do. But I want to get on, right? A lot, lot to talk about. Um, Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Don't really have big plans tomorrow. I think we're going to do it Friday. And then we got family pictures on Saturday, which, you know, you know me, guys. I'm super stoked for family pictures. Wife wanted to go to the mall today. She's like, oh, let's go Friday. You, are you crazy? Black? I've never been shopping on Black Friday. You think I'm going to... Go shopping on Black Friday. You are nuts. I have, I'll find something here. I have plenty of clothes. I'll find something. But um, yeah, so how to hop on. First things first. I feel like the last podcast, which I, I haven't, I didn't listen to it back. I realized I'm having trouble with some of my, um, it went private for a while, and then now some of them you can listen to, some of them you can't. I've emailed SoundCloud. I'm trying to figure that out. The one from last week you should be able to listen to if you haven't listened to it already. Um, I don't remember what I said, but I do remember talking about Aqua Training Bag. I you know, purchased it, and I was getting a little antsy. I've admitted I'm the worst customer in the world. They weren't getting back to me. Long story short, obviously I posted a video on the Instagram and Twitter of me boxing, so I obviously got it. But I want to issue apologize to Aqua Training Bag. Uh, so Amanda on the chat that I remember talking about, she was very short with me. Very uh, got a little offended. Wednesday, I still got no tracking information. So I sent an email out Wednesday night. and was like, hey, listen, here's my order number. I was told it ships on Tuesday. You guys are in New York. I'm in Ohio. It shouldn't take a week to get to me. What's going on? But I mean, I guess I said it a little nicer than that. Amanda follows up with me on Thursday and goes, oh, hey, sorry. Yeah, it might have been in your spam folder. Here's your tracking. It's coming FedEx. Wasn't in my spam folder. I just never got the email. Checked my spam folder. Checked everything. Um, get the tracking. It got delivered that Thursday. So all is well. Incredible, incredible bag. It's one of the best heavy bags I've ever I've ever worked with, right? I'm I've hit so many heavy bags over my years. I've hit title. I've hit Everlast. I've hit, um, you know, fucking Cleto Reyes. I've hit old school centuries. I've hit man-made ones, you know, contender ones. I've, I've hit them all, right? No matter what kind of heavy bag you have, there is some kind of hard spot in it, right? And they're all kind of the same. You know what I mean? There's not really much difference in heavy bags in my opinion they do have some like teardrop bags and they have some other bags that are really cool you can throw uppercuts knees and stuff i do like those <clears throat> the muay, muay thai bags were really good um the real big long ones banana bags that you just fucking rip kicks in i love those because when i went to the mma gym for the first time i had a little bit of a hands i had no kicks so i fucking kicked that thing so many times the aqua training bag is thick 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 boy that rubber is legit. Had to have the wife help me fill it up. No fighting. 
So we went to, uh, I had to make my own chain mount thing or whatever like that. Got that figured out. I'm a DUI or whatever. And you got to fill this thing up. This thing gets, you know, 160 pounds. It's in the garage. We're in Cincinnati. It gets cold. If they said it does freeze. So I got the mount that I got holds up to a thousand pounds. So even if it does freeze, I think we're good. But, um, put, put the mount up, got the chain the way I wanted it. Um, Start filling up this thing. Got a spout. Instead of our spout being outside, which is most houses are outside, so you can water your plants. When ours is in the garage, so it caused a mess. So we poured three gallons of antifreeze in first. Then we started doing the water. Then we did another gallon of antifreeze, and the, it was so hard to put that in because the way the the hose, the way the hole was, you had to like turn it upside down. The bag itself started getting really fucking heavy, and the wife just was frustrated. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Four gallons is enough. Let's put the water in. <clears throat> I keep wheezing here. Goddamn. Oh, I'm going to kill Erica. Get me sick. Uh, and so this thing got fucking heavy, right? But filled it up. Took about five, ten minutes. Messy as shit. They tell you the reviews are like, oh, it doesn't get messy. Hit it a little bit that night. Did it kind of late at night. So I didn't get the full workout in that night. Next night, did like a full 20, 40-minute workout, whatever it was. Felt amazing. Use my winning gloves, which I absolutely fucking adore. Needed new hand wraps. I ordered some ringside hand wraps, like one of the gel things. They're just the quick wraps or whatever. They stink. Like, I don't have big hands, right? But they're thick. They're like, I call them polar bear hands, right? So they're not like, I don't have big hands. Like, if you shook my hand, they're like, oh, those guys, it's like, they're not long. They're not like long that way. But they're fucking thick. They're like bear hands, right? Um, so these things are super tight in my hands. Anyway. The bag's awesome. So I own Apology to Aqua Training. Um, the quality of the bag's magnificent. Bellissimo. I love it. I love the shape of it. Kind of hard to get water in the head of it. The head has a bunch of dimples in it because of the way the hole is. The hole should, if, if, if I was designing, I would have put the hole on the top of the fucking bag. That way you can fill the whole head with water. And if it spills out, oh fucking well. I mean, whatever. Um, but anyway, incredible bag. I'm actually going to go work out after I get done doing this podcast. Great stuff. Great, great stuff. So I do owe him apology. I think I was maybe a little harsh with the shipping stuff or whatever. Want to, want to apologize for that. Uh, no need for that. I'm an impossible customer to please. They're fantastic. I like, uh, I love the bag and, uh, I'm going to get more. I'm going to turn my whole garage into kind of a workout zone. I'm going to get a double end bag, which is what we had before. I would love to get one of those. You mount it to the wall and you throw uppercuts and hooks to it and stuff. Like you've seen them. They're like Tidal has one. Everlast has one. They're really expensive, like 300 bucks. But I feel like I've, I feel like they're going to come right out of the wall. I don't have a concrete wall in my garage. I think I do on the other side. That's like where all my fucking clutter's at. Um, I don't think I, uh, I don't think I have it. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> Aqua Training Bag, I apologize immensely, immensely. So another thing I want to talk about. The website, I don't know if any of you have been to the website, MMA Takes is what I basically launched first. I wanted to do a website and write like funny articles and whatnot. Start with the website. Then I didn't realize how easy podcasting was or to get started. And I figured it out really quick. And it's a lot easier for me to talk than it is to do the website. So the website was just sitting there. Um, and I hadn't done anything for months with it, right? And I really liked writing it and stuff, but I wasn't getting like a ton of feedback on it or, you know, people really you know, it didn't really respond well. Nobody probably went to it. So, uh, it was up for renewal. You pay 50 bucks a year to keep the domain. I thought about just paying the 50 bucks to keep the domain. So no one comes in and gets it from me. But I, you know, I just, I decided not to do that to kind of go part ways with it. So the website is no more. So if you are a fan of MMAtakes.com, the website is, is, is available. So go ahead and take it. But I just couldn't keep up with it. Right. The podcast is like kind of my number one right now. And uh, it's much easier to do this. And I'm going to try to expand this in 2020. And, um, you know, it is what it is. I got some things on the, on the, on the, on the, what is it? Some things on the plate. What is it? My brain's fucking mush right now. I don't have a fever, do I? Why am I, why can't I talk? But uh, yeah, so the website, I mean, it's, I think I've, I maybe have said this before. I can't remember, but if, if, if you don't know, now you know, the MMAtakes.com is no more. So it's just, uh, just the social medias and the um and this podcast here that you're listening to. So maybe one day we'll get the website back if we if we get bigger. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and another thing, I had a dream, a real vivid dream, two nights in a row. And 
a buddy of mine at work floated this idea to me. He's like kind of like a real estate, not a real estate dude, but he like owns a lot of properties. So he kind of is in that world. He floated this idea to me months ago and I, and I shot him down. Like, there's no way I'm not called for that, but I've had two intense dreams about it. And I said, well, why the fuck not? So the dream, like he floated, why don't you open your own MMA gym? There's not a ton. Well, listen, there's some really good MMA gyms in Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky, whatever. I don't want to disparage any of these gyms, right? There are some really good gyms out there, right? The gym I used to train at is still around. There's a couple other ones that are that are fantastic. They really are. But they're all kind of, I'm from the west side of Cincinnati. West side is a, is a, is a big side of Cincinnati, right? Covers a lot of ground. It's it's. By far the biggest side, bigger than the north side, bigger than the east side. We're, uh, we're, we're a big community over here. We got the biggest high school, yada, yada, yada. There's no school over here. We got like a couple Taekwondo schools. We got a couple karate schools. Um, we have one MMA gym, kind of maybe like 15, 20 minutes away from me. And it's technically MMA gym, but it's kind of more like a kickboxing fitness, kind of like little kid you know, teach karate kind of stuff, which is fine. But my vision would be like an MMA gym where people would come to like compete. Right. Also, if you want to come and get in shape, that's fine too. Kids, obviously I love kids. I would love to work with kids, but I'm like, I'm not qualified to do that. Right. I mean, I've been in the, I've been, I've trained, I've been training boxing since I was 18 and then MMA from 22 to 27. Then I had my seizure and then I haven't really done MMA much, and I haven't really done boxing. I haven't really done anything. I've, I've hit the back a few times. I've, I've worked a couple times with people, like, you know, doing light, light little sparring stuff. But I've kind of laid off it because I'm like, well, I can't compete, and I don't want to start get going training because I'm going to want to go fucking spar and grapple. and do, I'm going I'm to dive in all in. Spoiler alert, I'm already back in, right? That's my, that's my goal is I'm going to fucking get in a little bit of shape in my garage and now that I have, a, you know, I have a family, I can't spend all the time at the gym like I used to be able to. So I'm going to have to be able to supplement at the house. Now, I have no desire to compete. I'm too old to compete. My brain injury probably won't let me compete. But to, to train and to like to compete in the gym is kind of all I want. Now, knowing that I'm not going to compete on any kind of level, it'd be fun going in there and training when I wanted to. I don't have to like impress anybody. I don't have to show up every day if I don't want to. I got other things going. But I just, I've had two intense dreams over my own gym. I had a dream. There's this car place, like, and it's on this corner. It's never open. I've seen it open like once. It's like literally a garage door and then like a little tiny office, right? It's this tiny little spot on the corner. Terrible location, right? Very tiny little parking lot. And they repair cars, I guess, right? It's a car shop. Never open. Never seen any business. I've seen it open maybe three times. But that's like something, that little tiny place is what you want to start off with. Like where Dustin Poirier came from, he basically came from a garage in Louisiana. He's got a great coach, you know, Tim Crater started the whole thing. Um, but that's like, you know, that's flirting in my brain. I don't know if I'm fucking an idiot or not. I think I have good enough relationships with some people in Cincinnati who I could get. Like I definitely have someone in mind to be like coach wrestling. They'd obviously would have to do it on a volunteer basis. Austin is a fucking has an MBA in accounting. He I've already asked him if he could run my books. He said no. I'll force him to do it. I'll I'll fucking force him and won't pay him. I'll pay him in fucking alcohol, pay him in vodka. I think he'd be okay with that, but I'll make him run my books if I need to. But I have definitely someone in mind for re- wrestling. Um and then I I don't I have someone in mind for jiu-jitsu, but I think he might be a little too expensive, but maybe someone off his like treeks. I think he's a black belt, so he's teaching people. I'll go, I'll take a purple belt. You know, I'll take a purple belt to teach jiu-jitsu. And I definitely have like four or five guys in mind to teach boxing, kickboxing, MMA, Muay Thai, all that stuff. So, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I don't know what my dream job is. I thought my dream job would be in media. I love doing this podcast. If ESPN offered me a job tomorrow to come work for him or Barstool Sports or one of the, one of the companies I really respect, I'd take it in a heartbeat. But with ESPN, with Brock Akimoto, I don't really want to be like a reporter, reporter like him. And the traveling that guy does, like I'm such a bad traveler. Oh, I mean, unless you're paying me stacks, 500K a year or something, maybe more. I don't know how I could do that travel. Like he went to Moscow for the Moscow show, which was not even that big of a show. Like why are they flying him out to Moscow? I know they need like an ESPN presence, but man, 
Uh, that's rough, right? Eric Hawani's got it pretty sweet right now. The guy just sits in a sits in a room on Monday, talks to people. He doesn't really fully travel to shows anymore like he used to. I mean, I'm sure he does all the state shows, but he's not going to Australia. He's not going to fucking Abu Dhabi. Brett Alcamano is. So, but I mean, I don't. My dream job is definitely something in MMA. I think owning a gym on the west side of Cincinnati, which d- doesn't happen. There is no one, and there is someone, but they're not really would be a competitor. I think, or they could be. I don't know. Fuck them. But uh, going, you know, and then with that, I could keep my job now, obviously, unless that takes off and then we'll see what happens. But this is like a pipe dream that like someone planted seeds months ago and now I'm fucking like having intense dreams where I'm like standing in front of like class, like telling them or not class standing in front of like the people that are training and like telling them like the rules of the gym and I definitely have the mind for it. I definitely have an idea what I want the gym to be. I, I think there were some things really wrong with where I went. I went to um, I went to a boxing gym first because I couldn't afford an MMA gym. It was basically a homeless toilet, right? It was free. It was the worst, right? Every instructor, whoever, drunk, right? Like I could pay a guy with, if I wanted him to hold mitts, he would ask 10. Well, he asked 50 bucks. And then they're like, no, man, I don't got 50 bucks. Then you immediately go to 10. You're like, what, what, dude? You know, and I never paid it, but uh, that was where I first started. And then when I finally, uh, you know, this is back when I was 22, I had no fucking money. My mom and I decided because most MMA gyms were 60 to 100 bucks. I said, can you go half on me? I really want to do this. This is like what I really want to do. She's like, fine, I'll go half. So we, we split half of it. And I went to three different gyms and I stuck with the one I went to, the one I end up, you know, the one I liked the most. You know, that happened to be the cheapest, and it also was, like, the most friendliest. But there's some things at gyms, that MMA gyms, and I'm sure this is, it's very alpha. Everyone there wants to be a fighter. Or most people want to be a fighter. They want to learn how to fight. So there's a lot of alphaness, a lot of beating your chest, gorilla stuff. So some things I would do a little differently if I ran it. But I'm just talking crazy right now, right? I'm just talking so crazy. All right, so that's it. That's all the personal stuff. We'll get into... Right before I got on, I got in a fucking group text with 11 people. So I'm getting my phones blown up with all these people responding, you know. All right. So the only combat sports, I know there was a Bellator this weekend. Michael Page won. Yaddy fucking dop. Um, <clears throat> Wild Ortiz 2 was Saturday. I watched that. I believe I said on the podcast, I really didn't think you should sleep on Luis Ortiz. I almost put a bet on him. He was like a plus 400. He was winning the entire fight. And then Deontay Wilder's just got that right hand. He's got that power. Ortiz's a little bit older. You know, it is what it is. But uh, Deontay Wilder, not the cleanest boxer in the world. I feel like he can do some things a lot better because of how tall he is. But who the fuck am I to critique? I mean, the guy's fucking knocking dudes out. He's got a sledgehammer for a right hand. You know, good for him. I love this. I think they're booking uh, Wilder Fury in February, which I think is a really smart play. We'll see what happens, man. I, I I I like Deontay Wilder a lot. I like this heavyweight division resurgence. You know, from old, like every every all these lightweight classes have been dominating for so long with the Pacquiao's and the Floyd's and the Lomachenko's of the recent years, the Canelo's and the Golufkins, and now we're getting some big boys that people really want to see, and it's exciting. And there's a there, I was I went on a YouTube rabbit hole, and Deontay Wilder got knocked out in the Olympics or amateurs. I think it was the Olympics by a Russian dude. And that Russian dude's now a pro. He's undefeated. So, I mean, listen, I mean, let's get that guy in there. If, if Deontay gets past Fury, build that up. That's a UFC move, man. That's a that's a, that's a a MMA trick right there. Oh, you lost him in the amateur? I mean, boxing doesn't too, but I feel like the UFC used to do that a lot. Like Chuck Liddell lost to Jeremy Horn very early on in his MMA career when Jeremy Horn and him fought at UFC 54, I believe. When Chuck just won a title, that was his first title defense. It was the guy that beat him. And Chuck just buried him. But they really played that angle up. Like, oh, this dude beat Chuck. I mean, yeah, it was fucking many moons ago where Chuck didn't know anything. But I'm very excited to see Wilder Ortiz 2. I'm sorry. I was excited to see Wilder Ortiz 2. I'm excited to see Fury Wilder. I'm also really excited to see Andy Ruiz versus Anthony Joshua. I had a dream, again, very vivid dreams. I'm all the way back in, guys, with training, right? I'm going to get fucking in sick shape. Posted that video, which I never do. I remember when I used to train many, many. There's my dog barking. Many, many moons ago, um, a lot of guys would set up cameras and they would film themselves and they would go home and they would piece it together with what they did wrong. 
I never did that. I never, I never thought it was. Uh, I better go check. What was he barking at? Nah, I'll be all right. So I never did that. I never thought. Uh, you hear him barking? He's going nuts. Oh well. Um, yeah. So I never did that. I never thought I had to. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was maybe I was like a little shy. I didn't like want to see myself on camera because in my head I was like, I'm, I'm doing pretty good right now. But if I watch myself back, I'll be very, you know, cr I'll critique myself. And then I think maybe it's like a confidence thing. Um, but I posted a video. Uh, it was I, I it was about three minutes long. I posted 20 seconds of it just because I like the Superman punch. At the end. I haven't thrown a Superman punch in probably six years. Threw it on a whim, landed it. And I was like, OK, I'm going to I got to post that clip. Almost posted a clip of me struggling to put the straps on my gloves. Uh, that was really funny. Or when I dropped my glove and I bent over and I made a noise like a fucking old man. I went, Hoo! you know, bending over is tough, guys. It's a tough thing. But uh, the best part of the video was, so I posted it and obviously I critiqued it. There's a million things I, do, I can do differently. I'm in terrible shape. That was at the end of a workout. I did 30 minutes. I got this, this boxing app on my phone where it's like, it, you know, like intervals, like you go, you go kind of medium for a minute, then hard for a minute. You do 10 rounds of that. Um, and, uh, you know, you get some warm ups, whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've been incorporating kicks as well. Like I said, I wasn't a very good kicker, but I kicked that back so much that I developed like a little bit of like a buildup in my shin where it didn't hurt as bad, right? When I kicked the old banana back. Now, I can't kick steel pipes like Tony Ferguson. I can't kick a fucking banana tree down without hurting. My shin did not develop that callus, that scar tissue that those guys had. But I got to the point where I could lay into that fucking banana bag with my right leg and feel nothing. And a banana bag's way softer than banana tree. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not uh, suggesting that. However, this fucking water bag's tough, right? And it's like a human body, so you can throw a body kick to it, right? The goal was to throw a head kick, right? Right when I quit MMA, right when the seizure happened, and all that stuff. I, I'm very not I'm not flexible. My muscles are so wound tight. I'm a big dude. I've never been flexible. Um, but towards the end of my MMA training, I stretched my ass off and I almost got up to about I, I could probably head kick a five seven dude. Maybe. That bag is hung up. I thought it was about six foot, it's more about five eleven. So that's gonna be the goal. And then obviously I'll just take a chain link out and I'll raise it up and I'll keep keep getting higher. But uh, that's the goal. Anyway, I threw a body kick, rip one on the video, right? And I, I threw one off camera during a workout, and, it, and it's pretty hard, but I just stepped in the one on the video. And I held it pretty good because I thought I was going to post the whole thing. Um, so I held it together pretty good, but it hurt so fuck. That thing is so fucking thick. That rubber does not feel good on skin. It tells you in the directions, do not hit without gloves on do not hit bare hand i'm like whatever you know of course i'm every time i walk by it i do a little pity pat on it and it it, it hurts it fucking hurts no joke but uh i had a dream i don't know where we went where, what happened i don't know what road I went but having really intense dreams lately i think it was what i started with i had a dream that i sparred in uh, ruiz he's fighting joshua december 7th i'm excited about that fight one of the biggest boxing upsets ever and ruiz is the chub king Fat guy that can fight, you know, that was kind of the thing I've always had to deal with is always being kind of a bigger, chubbier guy. People thinking I'm not fast. People think I can't move my feet. People thinking all these different, I can't, you know, I also got a baby face and I used to dress really preppy. So I used to get tested a lot. And uh, Andy Ruiz is, you know, he's a, he's kind of a cholo from, I don't know if cholo's offensive or not, but he's like a cholo from California, right? So he's definitely has a tough exterior, right? He doesn't look like he's like a bitch or anything, but you know, he's fat, right? He's, he's, he's a fat guy and, uh, he can fight though. He's got fast hands. He's got clean boxing. He's tough, knocked out Joshua, which, which I love. So I'm excited for that fight. December 7th could be a good week. First week back of MMA at the DC show. And then I'm going to watch Joshua Reese late at night. Cause they don't walk out till fucking 1230 or whatever the fuck it is. They're in, oh, actually they're in Saudi Arabia. I'm not sure when they're going to walk out then, but I had a dream. I sparred him and I did, it went really well. And they're like giving me money and they're like, here's five grand. If you can knock him down, you'll get another five grand. So I'm going out in the next round just fucking headhunting. I can't hit him. I'm fucking missing everything. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I just can't hit him. That was the dream I had. It was wild. Wild stuff. Okay. Um, let me, you know what? My dog's going a little crazy. 
Excuse me for a second, boy. All right, I got that dog to be quiet. Some car parked outside, and, you know, whatever. Whatever. All right, so, um, yeah, so Ruiz Joshua, December 7th, DC card, December 7th, good combat sports night, and then the big pay-per-view on the 14th. So the big MMA news. Let's get in the MMA stuff, right? Let's get in the MMA. 30 minutes in, you guys deserve some MMA. So there's two big ones, right? The first one I'm not going to talk about a lot because I don't want to jinx it. So I'm going to say it kind of quietly. Tony and Khabib. Khabib is signed to fight Tony Ferguson in April. Probably Brooklyn. Calm down. Let's not talk about it. When a pitcher's pitching a perfect game, we don't talk about it. He's throwing a no-hitter. We don't talk about it. It's the fifth time they've tried to fight. Let's not talk about it. Tony Ferguson posted something on Instagram where I think he's, because I, I think there were, the holdup was he's not signing or something, but he is going to sign. Khabib's already signed. Let's not talk about it. And the other big news, let's not talk about it. And uh, so that was that. You know, some fight happened in April. April. Let's not talk about it. Uh, Mayweather and Dana White making an announcement. So they sat next to each other at the Lakers game, Celtics-Lakers maybe. I'm not really sure. Some some basketball game. And they're right next to each other. Floyd had headphones on, so it looked like he was fucking ignoring Dana. But uh, first off, Floyd, you're multi-billionaire, whatever you are, and you got plug-in headphones, bro. Uh, even if you're not an iPhone guy, Samsung makes wireless headphones beats by dre makes really nice wireless headphones i'm an airpods guy right i love airpods why don't you get some airpods floyd huh you're worth i mean is that why you're coming back because you can't even afford airpods bro Woo! anyway they made an announcement uh apparently and then floyd the next day posted a picture of himself saying i'm coming out of retirement 2020 a lot of speculation what it's going to be. I think some rumors happen that he wants to fight Pacquiao again in boxing. And then he's going to do some kind of cross-promotional event with the UFC. I think that's smart. Zufa Boxing wants to get off the ground. Dana White wants to kind of promote boxing. That's something that's been talked about. Why not do that with Floyd Mayweather? Match him up with either Pacquiao or match him up with the UFC fighter in straight boxing. A lot, you know, a lot of guys are throwing their name in the hat. And they want the payday. The one thing that's laughable to be, laughable to me, obviously, Conor McGregor got a shot. I wouldn't be upset if it was Conor. He's the biggest star. He's been wanting the rematch. I understand that. Nate Diaz would be very interesting. Obviously, Jorge Masvidal is another guy that has been calling out boxers, you know, for the past weeks now. But TJ Dillashaw, this little snake fuck went on Ariel Hawani, right? And I don't have anything against TJ Dillashaw. I like that he's being open and honest about the EPO use. He said he only used it for the Cejudo fight, which I find very hard to believe. But um, he was like, yeah, I, I want to fight Floyd in boxing. I want to be the guy. What? what? You just got suspended for two years for taking drugs. How to relinquish your belt. Got knocked out by Cejudo in under a minute while you were on steroids. And your public image and up with with everyone like myself and other fighters is permanently damaged because you're known as a cheater, and you just casually threw your name in the ring to fight the biggest boxer in the world to get the biggest payday of your life, huh? TJ Dillashaw, bro, have some common sense, dude. I mean, fuck me, do you why? And then people are reporting this like it's news. Like, I think he said on a Hawaiian show, I didn't watch it. It might have been just an interview he gave, but like, it's on MMA Junkie. It's on my MMA Fighting. I saw it on Twitter. What? Hey, TJ Dillashaw, serve your two-year suspension, win a fight off of steroids, win a couple fights, maybe win the belt back, and, and, and cement yourself as the fucking superstar, and then we'll talk, bro. Not to mention you fight at 135, Floyd hasn't fought in 135 since 2007. You sure can get the 155, but huh? I just, to me, self-awareness is so important as a human being. And TJ Dillashaw clearly doesn't have any self-awareness. So I'll leave it at that. Uh, Nick Diaz also went on uh, Instagram. I didn't see this. I saw people reporting on this. He apparently, I don't know if it was a story on his Instagram, whatever. He said that he can't get hurt. He's training for a big fight. He has a big announcement coming up. A lot of people are flirting that he got the January 18th date. A lot of people are thinking that he's getting Masvidal. Um, I, if he gets January 18th, it's Connor. And apparently Connor is now off of the January 18th. That's also the rumor. Couldn't lock down, you know, 
it, it was all set in stone to be Donald Cerrone, from what I understand. There's no pay-per-view schedule for January 18th. It's seven weeks away. They need time to promote. With Connor, he's such a big star that I think maybe five, four weeks will be enough, but the UFC is going to want to get the bang for the buck. But if they're doing a fight night, because there's no pay-per-view scheduled in January, then I don't know what's going on. I can't see Connor wanting to do a fight night. I can't see the UFC giving us Connor in a fight night, free TV. Um, maybe it's part of the ESPN deal. ESPN, when they signed the deal, they said we want at least one Connor main event on ESPN for the ratings. Um, I get that. So that might happen. Um, if I was ESPN, I would have put that in the new contract. Uh, obviously, they're going to miss out on a huge pay-per-view deal. But there's no pay-per-view scheduled for January at all. Uh, letter wrote January 18th. So not sure who Connor will be fighting. Obviously, I heard it was it was uh, it was Cerrone. Now people are saying that Nick Diaz might be getting the fight, and now Nick Diaz might be fighting Masvidal uh, in February or March. I don't know what's happening. This is all fucking rumors. Connor needs to fight Cerrone. If he doesn't fight Cerrone, he needs to fight Gaethje. He should not be. He wants to fight Khabib. That's what he keeps talking about. Nick Diaz isn't going to get you Khabib. Fighting Nick Diaz at 170 is a bad idea. Nick Diaz is bigger than Nate. And Nick Diaz, even though he's take three years off, I think that's a winnable fight for Connor. What do you gain by fighting at 170? Because I don't want to see Connor fight Kamar Usman. I don't want to see Connor fight Colby Covington. I don't want to see those fights happen. I want Connor at 155, which I think is his best weight class. I want to see him rematch Khabib. And I want to see him fight Gaethje. And obviously, getting him Cerrone makes a lot of sense. Two big fan favorites. Got to headline the pay-per-view, though, right? They can't put that on a fight night unless... You know, ESPN's like, we need ratings, bro. Come January, you know, we don't have any NFL games in January. That's the paper. That's the fucking, uh, that's the uh, playoffs. We don't have, we don't have any NFL games on ESPN. So we're going to need a boost. Uh, I don't know. But Diaz is, uh, uh, Nick Diaz is uh, alluding to that he's fighting somebody. Obviously, I think it's Jorge Masvidal, which I think is a bad idea. Um, I think Jorge obviously wants the payday. He wants the money. Um you got to imagine that Usman and Covington is going to come out a little hurt in their fight. So I guess he might not want to wait. If this happens in February, March, I'm okay with it. And then he fights for 170 in the spring. Timelines kind of add up. I mean, Usman's fighting in December. Whoever wins that might be ready in the spring, might be ready in, in March. So maybe hold off for that. If I was, if I was Jorge, he's got a hand injury, but you know, you want to make money, take out the Diaz brothers. I mean, I don't think anybody, does anybody have a win against Nick and Nate? Have they ever fought the same opponent and the same opponents beat them? Huh? That's a trivia question. God damn, that's a good trivia question. I want to say, I know they both fought Takanora Gomi. And they both have finishes over Gomi. But I don't think they have, this, they have, they have definitely fought the same people. I know that. Question is, have they lost? To the same people. Um, let's see. So, nope. Okay, so we got to go back a little bit because uh, because Nick hasn't fought in a while. Okay, so Gomi was was their common opponent. Nick never fought Roy McDonald. Re, Nick never fought Graham Maynard. Yeah, uh, Josh Near. I think they both fought Josh Near, but they both had wins over Josh Near, so that doesn't matter. Um. Yeah, I don't think they ever have. Look at that. That's a nice little trivia question. Man, coming up with it on the spot. Uh, yeah, so they haven't. And then uh, the final two things we'll round out here before we finish up. Two announcements for February. Felder Hooker, main event Auckland. I love that fight. Uh, Paul Felder, Dan Hooker is going to be a banger. I'm glad they got main event. I'm glad it's in Auckland. Um, obviously, would like to see Israel there. Israel's going to maybe fight Yo Romero in February at a different pay-per-view in Vegas, possibly. Um, February is looking for being a short month. It's looking to be stacked because they, another announcement was Joe's Reyes is going to February 8th, I believe Super Bowl weekend, maybe, maybe the week before Super Bowl. Not sure when the Super Bowl is, but, um, that might be Super Bowl weekend. They're going to do that as well. Jones or Dominic Reyes. Love that fight. Uh, Dominic Reyes is a guy I, I, you know, I pick Wyman against him. I, I've, I've definitely been really not so welcoming to Dominic Reyes, I guess, in a way. Um, Jones is a guy who who has not looked good in his last few fights. You know, Dominic Reyes can come out there and fucking starch him. Uh, no, whoa, whoa, hang on. Not starch him. Dominic Reyes can go out there and maybe light a fire under Jones. 
I think it's going to be a competitive fight. Listen, Tiago Santos' fight was very close, and Tiago Santos didn't have knees. Both his knees blew out. Dominic Reyes, as long as he doesn't get injured, he's going to go in there. He's a big dude. Uh, he looked like he was tough to take down. He's long. He's got good straight punches. My worry is, is he's not going to be aggressive enough. He's young enough, and uh, and hopefully he's young, dumb, full of cum, and ready to fucking swing, because I think that's how you beat John Jones is, you don't pay him the respect. You don't fucking give him that distance and you close the distance. And you're like, listen, I'm going to get hit with some elbows. I'm going to get hit with some fucking front kicks and some oblique kicks. But I'm pressing forward and I got to get my shots off because John Jones doesn't fight really well off his back foot. Um, DC walked him down, had some really good, really good uh, advantages. And, and Gustafson countered him really well in the first fight. I think the way to beat John Jones is is I think you you walk him down. I don't think John Jones has the best boxing when does he one punch knockout anybody? Right, he head kick knocked out Daniel Cormier. Um, I don't think. I mean, he he body need and body uh, body shot uh, for B- or Shogun Hua. Who is he knocked out with his hands? I don't understand why people are paying him this much respect with his hands. Even that spinning shit, he's never knocked anybody out with. Right, um, he has a lot of finishes on the ground, so he's obviously dangerous on top. He's got good elbows on top, but. If I was fighting John Jones, I would just walk forward and I would put hands on him. I kick his legs, I put hands on him. I get close enough where he can't kick you with that oblique kick or the body kick that he has, and I put hands on him. He he looks John Jones. If you watch his fights, if you pressure him, he kind of circles out and he kind of runs a little bit to reset and center the cage, which is very smart. He's got a very very high fight IQ. But if you have hands and you got boxing, you need to pressure him. You need to put it on him. You need to be in great cardio shape. Um, very interested in that fight to see how good Dom Ray really is. Is it too soon for him? I mean, he's young. He doesn't have a ton of fights, but you know, Chris Weidman had 10 fights when he fought Anderson Silva. So I don't know if it's, I mean, who else is there, right? Jan Blachowicz looked like dog shit against Jack Ray. I mean, Jan Blachowicz isn't getting the shot, you know? So it is what it is, but Felder Hooker, another main event at the end of, uh, February. That's really, really good. So that's it. That's the show I want to get you happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Um, I'm unfortunately don't think I'm going to celebrate a ton this year. So we were going to have it at our house. We don't have that big of a house. My wife has a big family, so she wanted to have it. We've had it here before two years ago, three years ago, I think now before the baby was born, I think Erica was pregnant and Erica's got an older brother who does not get along with the Erica's stepdad, their stepdad. They get along now, but at the time they had some beef. And there was some shouldering, there was some cussing, there was some me going, you got to get the fuck out. Uh, I don't want that. You know, I don't want that again. We don't have enough room for it. People were like eating on the floor. We got TV trays. We just bought a new table like a month ago and she threw basically all the chairs away. She created like this little bench thing, which looks amazing, but we have no fucking chairs. Like where are people going to sit? So I nixed it. She wanted to have it. I said, nah, we ain't having it. So I think we're going out to eat on Thanksgiving with all of our family. And then Friday we might have dinner with just my parents and her parents have like a small dinner. I don't know if it's going to be Thanksgiving dinner, but whatever. So I might miss out. I think the restaurant we're going to is going to serve some kind of Thanksgiving meal. I imagine. Um, when I was a kid, I used to go to no, no one in my family cooked, um, or liked to cook. Right. Um, when my grandma and grandparents moved to Wilmington, my grandma's the best cook I've ever had in my life. When they moved to Wilmington, we had no one to cook. So we went to a uh, casino buffet. The, cas- the very s- casino that I go in that now has a sports book. So I have very fond memories of that. When I was a kid, we would go. And then when I was like 16, 17, when I drive, that my parents would stay and get on the boat. It used to be a boat where they take you out on the river and you gamble on the boat and drink and smoke or whatever. And they, they, they port you and you get off. Now it doesn't move anywhere. The casino stays. But back then they'd get on the boat and I'd go home and I'd fucking be like, man, you know, I wasn't 21. I couldn't gamble. So it was uh, a nice little kick in the dick. But they used to have great food. We went last Easter. They have a buffet for the Easter. Trash. I don't know what happened. It was trash. So not really sure where we're going Thursday. I'm not looking forward to it too much. I, you know, I love turkey. I love stuffing. I love all Thanksgiving meals. I never had a traditional Thanksgiving as a kid because we always went out to eat. So Thanksgiving really isn't my favorite holiday. I love Christmas. Christmas is my favorite holiday. Um, not only do I like giving gifts, I like getting gifts. Um, people who say, is it is it better to receive than give or give to receive? Um, I'm a pretty good gift giver. So yeah, I do like, do. but listen, getting gifts are awesome. 
getting getting stuff's awesome. I'm asking the wife for uh <laughs> she's mad at me. Uh last spring, last summer, I bought those winning gloves, right? Very expensive gloves. And I bought no, I bought them in March. I bought them right before I got fucking pneumonia or right after. I had plans to buy these gloves. I needed a new pair of gloves. And I was going to go to the MMA gym. That was, you know, a little bit of a ways. I contacted them. I was going to go out there. I knew some people. Um, but then I had the pneumonia. Then I went through this whole anxiety thing. So <clears throat> I never went. And I only used the glove one other time on the old heavy bag that fucking fell down almost in me the head. Thanks, Everlast. So expect lawsuits, Everlast. Um, but uh, I love those gloves. They're they're incredible. They're fucking expensive, though. And I'm, a, and I'm not... We'll end with this. I'm, I keep rambling. I like talking to you guys. I'm not like I'm. T- I usually make fun of people who like are like the exclusive kind of guys, right? So like a buddy of mine like likes exclusive shoes, right? He likes to get shoes and he waits in line and he's bought shoes from Japan before that are crazy amounts of money. And I know people who buy foreign movie posters that are worth a lot of money you know this is the four this is the japan you know i keep using japan because that's where the gloves are from this is the japan version i paid you know 400 something dollars this is a you know whatever and my you know and then there's always records like you know back in the day or cds where the english version would have more songs or had different songs or whatever it was i've never been that guy i've never been the exclusive guy i bought a pair of yeezys because i got lucky and they were there i like yeezys um the ones I got, everyone thinks are ugly. I think that's the why I like them. I think I'm going to wear them in the family picture. I haven't written that with my wife yet, but fuck it. Um, I don't wear them often because I don't want to get them dirty because they're fucking expensive. But I'm not super exclusive kind of guy. I'm not, right? I, I I am with certain things, right? Like I really wanted that BMF soft from uh, B-dubs to put on the shelf because, I mean, they're not going to make that again, right? Stuff like that, I guess I'm kind of dorky. MMA related, I'm dorky, but I'm not like super exclusive, right? When I trained in the past, I, I had a kind of a gear thing. I really liked buying gear. Um, I sold a lot of it. I, I gave it a lot away. I was like literally thinking about starting a YouTube channel and like reviewing shit. Um, this was obviously in my early 20s, but I would give it to, you know, I gave Chris Curtis a bunch of shit and, uh, you know, because he was struggling for a little bit. So I gave him a bunch of my gear. This is right after I had my seizure. So I probably will not going to use it anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, so. These, if you know anything about training equipment, winning, winning is a company in Japan. I probably talked about it before. You're probably bored of it, but they are what the pros use to spar. They are like pillow gloves. They're very hard to find because they come from Japan. You, you know, a lot of the different colors are custom ordered. They have them on Amazon jacked up. These prices are crazy jacked on Amazon. Um, that's where I got my pair from. I got lucky, at, you know. You know, they're like three hundred bucks. You know, I actually paid four nineteen for mine because they're the exclusive orange. If they're not red, blue, black, or white, they're an exclusive color. And I just so happens that they had a pair of sixteens on the on the website. Sixteen ounces are usually typically sparring gloves. I do plan on going to a gym if I don't start my own and get some work in with some guys again and and, and maybe spar when I can. Um, but those gloves are incredible, right? They're the best gloves I've ever had, right? They, they truly, truly are. That heavy bag is hard. If I had cheap Everlast, my hands would be broken. My hands are sore right now. A good boxing, uh, a boxing coach told me forever ago, when you first start boxing, if the fl- the first two part of your hands, right? The first two knuckles are the knuckles you punch with. You don't punch with the second two because that's how you break your fucking hand. So if the first two knuckles below that on the flat part of your hand, if that's not sore, if those two fingers aren't sore, you're not punching right. My two fingers, my pointer fingers are so sore from that bag. If I didn't have those gloves, I think my hand would be broken. That bag is that hard. It is a thick boy, which I love, right? I love throwing big shots on it. It's incredible. So I told the wife, I'm thinking about getting another pair of winnings. And she was like, are you serious? What's wrong with the ones you have? And blah, blah, blah. I want to get a smaller pair for bag work, right? And save, save the 16s for when I spar because you can't bust up your gloves. I've sparred with guys who've got busted up gloves where you just get all knuckle. Now, obviously, I'm being a little dramatic here. I don't think I could bust those gloves up enough. And the amount of sparring I plan on doing in the future is probably not going to be that big of a deal. But I've made it a big deal in my head. And my wife's trying to say, you're an idiot. And I'm going, yeah, well, you're the idiot because that's what I want for Christmas. So she's kind of scoffing at me and laughing at me. But, uh, you know, we'll see who laughs in the end. But... um, I really want the green pair. 
and I talked to there's a there's a, a guy out in California. If you listen to this, I know people from California listen to this. Redondo Beach, Kamasaki, I think his name is, right? Um, he runs a shop in Redondo Beach where he sells only winning gloves, right? He he's one of the exclusive retailers in America. I think maybe the only one, right? He's he he knows he has a good relationship with the winning factory. He has only stock colors in his store. And he and when you order from him, he doesn't send anything from his store because it's limited stock. He orders it from the Japan factory, sends it to you directly. So I'm thinking about just getting stock colors because it's a 30% upcharge of um, getting customer colors. And I want either a 10 ounce or 12 ounce. And it's about 220, 270. I think 12 ounce or 220. And I think 10 ounce or 220, 220, 270, whatever it is. That's not that bad, right? I I mean, overpaid by 200 the fucking last time. So, I mean, what the fuck? Um, but 30% upcharge of the customer colors, an additional 50 days wait time. So 30% of 270 is $81. So that's that's busting up there, plus shipping. So you're looking at 400 bucks, right? So I think I'm just going to get custom. I think I'm going to get just a basic color, just a little one, whatever. Not, I'm not going to kill my wife, but... I'm just such a little exclusive, expensive little fucking bitch at this point. Like I could easily go buy a good pair of Cleto Reyes or even a pro style Everlast, which is about $150, $180. I could go buy those. Cleto Reyes is about $180, $200 as well. And they have stock in America that they send to you. You don't have to wait forever. But I'm being a little exclusive, expensive bitch. And I want the ones from Japan. I love the logo. I love the fucking the fact that my daughter's name's Winnie and these are winnings. You know, again, it's me. I'm a little bitch. It is whatever. But okay, so that's good. My Christmas present. So basically to round out the story, because I'm rambling like a madman. I think I might have a fever, guys, because I, I keep rambling. But the round out Christmas is better than Thanksgiving. Don't at me. If you want it at me. MMA takes on its uh, MMA takes podcast on Instagram and MMA takes on Twitter. Next week we're back, baby. I I, I enjoyed the break. I've I've been kind of spending time with the family, working out a little bit, and kind of just kind of taking a break from the MMA stuff. And now I'm kind of getting slowly getting back into it. Uh, next week I'm going to be Jack for Saturday, dude. Fucking work's gonna suck next week. December is always the worst month for us. Work's gonna suck, but. December 7th, obviously, I'm going to have some money on the fights. You got a great card in D.C. I think it's an underrated card. I think there's some really talented fighters on there. We'll break that down next week. And uh, maybe I'll break down Reese Joshua, too, because that's actually a big fight. Okay, so I talked way too long. I love you guys. I will talk to you guys next week. Happy Thanksgiving. You want to take it from the top? Yeah, let's try it. Let's lay it down. Nick? You want to lay it down? Are we rolling on the rehearsal?